everyone. Welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett speaking from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the Thai guy. We're back. Episode 53. Yes, this is coming hot on the heels of our epic meeting with the Connoisseur <laughs> podcast, where we covered a whole range of topics. Yeah, from grocery stores, market basket, to uh, Gale Force, to <laughs> movie yes. time. Yes, and, and everything in between. So now yeah. it's back to just us with a rather unique uh, topic that you've come up with, Ty. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Yeah, no justice, just us. You know <laughs> Why are you quoting uh, Mike Justice already? Usually that takes longer into the podcast before you get into uh, Street Corner Justice. <laughs> it is Brian Cranston's best work. So. Yes, clearly, yeah. <laughs> Someone should ask him about it. Or not. Um, and same with Mark Singer and all the rest of the yeah. cast. It's a great cast for such a not such a great movie. So Clint Howard. Yep. And it's a red tape because he yes. cuts through it. As we yes. Talked yes. About. <laughs> it that before. It's in the review. Yeah. It's in the review. How it's and ironic that it's a red tape because Mike Justice <laughs> hates red tape. <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> uh, well, sure. <laughs> the, Actually, the tape it's is a great color. Yes, it's a great color. The movie itself, I did rewatch a couple years ago. Which we talked about in Streets is watching, but it's pretty mediocre. But it's fun. <laughs> and uh, kind, of, kind of coming hot on the heels of our video store discussion that we had with Connoisseur, there are other video stores that maybe we should have mentioned but didn't. And a lot mm-hmm. of this comes courtesy to not just friend of the show, but friend in real life, the Fount Man. Yeah, hey, Fount Man. Yeah, Fount Man, who I've known for going on 20-some-odd years, maybe close to 25 years, long time. And, um, you know, he's been doing this for a long time, you know, collecting VHS, and he's sort of a guru, you could say. Oh, 100% he is, and he's awesome. (laughs) Yes, and uh, he suggested that we mention two video stores that didn't come up in the past, I don't think. Maybe in passing, we mentioned Mad Mike's. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a place in Wallingford, Connecticut, with a really good selection. It was a bit like Best Video where we used to work, but maybe bigger. But it bigger. was similar because it had it was it had that same kind of mom and pop kind of selection. Always wanted to go. Never got yeah, a never got a chance to go. I only was there once myself. But you were like in awe. Well, semi awe, awe, but certainly <laughs> close to awe. You know, it's okay. just just a good good. Solid selection, definitely some surprising choices on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think great. if you could see it now, I think you'd probably be pretty impressed because you know they have these weirder things there. Because I was impressed by Time Tunnel, as we always talk about, like whoa, look all this stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So Mad Mike's, I I think that's worthy of mention. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one, it's. <laughs> Now, I don't – here's what's interesting about this. Okay. I can't actually remember if I've been to this place or not. <laughs> wow. If I did, it was once, and my memory is very fuzzy. I think mm. – ah, but it was so long ago. There's a chance I've never been there, but my memory is so shot I can't actually remember. But it was in West Haven, and okay. it was in a – I guess it was a former – the building for the – International House of Pancakes. So when the Fountain Man and I were talking about it, I guess we always called it the International House of Video. Right. And, it's a good name. <laughs> right. And it was near the Forest Theater, which was a somewhat famous local, you know, like a one-screen movie theater. I know exactly where that is. So it's like, yeah. So it was right near there. That's interesting. It was right near there, and it was a video store. It, it was an independent place. It was formerly an IHOP, so it had that distinctive blue sloping roof. <laughs> Um, I think it was a, <laughs> had a pretty decent selection, but um, I just wanted to mention it because when I was talking to him the other day, he was like, you mm-hmm. should mention International House of Video. I was like, ah, you're right, I should, but I don't have a lot to say about it. But it was just, okay. it, was a, it was a Connecticut video store that was an IHOP, you know, and, and I now do re- I do remember another one. You kind of conjure up a memory here. Um, there was another Tommy Case in the New Haven area. You can remember he used to kind of live in New Haven, you know, in the 90s <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and there's another tommy case i remember it was a huge standee for jerry Maguire. how because so, <laughs> that was the hottest rental all the time so i just remembered that was that the one where ryan uh the ryan guest of the show and friend of the show is that the one he worked at or was it the one he worked at oh we should ask him 
I, I um, think the one you're thinking of, I think he actually mentioned that on that episode. Oh, maybe I mentioned it when he when about the Jerry Maguire standee, but uh, I think I wanted to run Jingle all the way at the time. But well, I'm sure you did. Yeah, it was, this is '96. I'd be about 10 years old, '96, '97. And there was the one that's on the Boston Post Road behind the Taco oh. Bell. Yes, what was that called again? Video Plus. <laughs> I think it's called video, or was called video plus. It wasn't video update, was it? No, no, no. I <laughs> know you see that, that on some of my tapes. <laughs> yeah. It was video plus. Uh, it's the sign's still there, right? The sign is still there. I don't think it's been operational for, I don't know how long, fifteen years or more. But the sign is still there. Cool sign. Yeah, I love to take the sign. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with the video plus sign? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I can. Make, I'm trying to make my own video store in my uh, in my room. That's true. You we know? need yours to say high school video. Yeah, that's true. Not movie time. Or, so a video plus. Sorry. Or written as video plus. It's three screw ups to one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, so. Video but plus. I think I mentioned before, there's still a blockbuster sign in Stamford. Oh, that's pretty cool. So and that's still there. It's like that, you know, the rip ticket, you know, the classic yellow and blue yeah. logo. It would still that's still around. Remember when they're saying no more late fees? They got this like talking gerbils to say it on the commercial. Do, do you remember this? Gerbil. From, no, but were they trying to compete with Quiznos with the sponge monkey? <laughs> we got the pepper bar. Um, yeah, maybe. So it was a pepper bar. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't remember talking gerbils. No, but obviously they were trying to compete with Netflix. And that didn't well, work out so well. You can probably find it on YouTube. It's just like this, it might be a gerbil, it might be just it might be a hamster if you want to be more specific. But there are two talking hamsters like look, Blockbuster has no more late fees. <laughs> so I think one of the hamsters is voiced by James Woods. Now I Really? Yeah. So Wow. That's I guess he was a hamster. Yeah, I guess he was a true believer. In oh. Blockbuster. <laughs> you had to yeah. <laughs> had to sneak it in. So, so anyway, yeah. uh, I think that's what we wanted to say as far yeah. as the, some some video like stores we have not yet mentioned. I like hearing that. It's like bonus video store memories. So yeah, and if more become available, we'll mention them. So, <laughs> that's great. Sure. I love because there, there's more. I mean, we definitely haven't covered every video store in Connecticut. The only problem is when there are other parts of the state, we probably haven't been there. But that's also um, true. And you know, our memories are getting fuzzier and fuzzier. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, that's certainly true in my case. I just remember Jerry Maguire standee. That was like 25 years ago. <laughs> well, I, what's good about this podcast is it tends to jog people's memories. Yeah, I like that. That's why I really like when Robert Lee was on and he was talking about his 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 video store memories. Yeah, that was a good one because it was like he had some really good ones. <laughs> And how you remember all this stuff? How do people remember this? It's great. I don't know. So, I well, I guess it's just memorable times of your childhood. It sticks with you. I'm happy to hear that, you know, from anybody. So and soon we'll have Mitch on because we're working on it now, maybe December. So for another video store memories. Okay, so there's still more video store memories to come. Oh. But uh, moving on from that, yeah, let's move on to I the next bit. You have a bid for casualness? Yes, I do. It's very silly. It I is. Benny Affleck. <laughs> See, I, I'm not even sure why I ask anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> so in this version of reality, yeah. he wants to be more. Benjamin Affleck wants to yeah. be more casual, yeah. so he starts going by Benny Affleck. Yeah, and he he's uh, inspired by Benny Hill. And then I guess mm. Benny Hill could be Benjamin Hill if he wants to be serious, not do his wacky comedy. All right, so it's sort of a role reversal where yeah. Benny Hill is doing more serious work and he wants yeah. to be known as Benjamin Hill and then yeah. Benny wants to kick his feet up and do more yeah. wacky comedies, so he's yes. Benny Affleck. Exactly. exactly. So, <laughs> is, is there anything more that needs to be said about this? No, but I, I have another one. I'm not sure if it's a bit All for right. casualness or a bit for seriousness, which is Fat oh. Arbuckle um, <laughs> instead of Fatty you Arbuckle. Know, Right. Okay. So now I feel like that's more of a bid for seriousness. Bid for seriousness. Yeah. So he's just now fat Arbuckle. <laughs> you know, at least we're doing a bid for casualness and a bid for seriousness. So you, get yeah. a, you get a one, a bit of one, a bit of the other. Yeah, you get both. So, so that, that's yeah, about he wants to do more serious Arbuckle. roles. Yeah. Yeah. I think he wanted to, and then he well died, I guess. Well, I think there was a rumor where Chris Farley was gonna be like Fatty Arbuckle in like a serious biopic, and then mm-hmm. he died. So 
think that would have been interesting it casting. Was cursed. Oh, it might be cursed. <laughs> so I guess our next segment would be what should have been action star. So yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll do the song. Should have been an action star. <laughs> All right, so you did the song. Yep. So who do you have today? We have Sting, the musician. Also, what Gordon? Sumner. Gordon Sumner. Yeah, Gordon Matthew Sumner. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he's trying to be more serious now. So but he has the blonde hair, so he looks cool. He could be like a cop on the edge. This is what I was thinking. So maybe in the yeah. opening scene, he would be like Cobra. Because he's like, he stings like a cobra or like a bee or something. Uh, <laughs> or like Stingray, Cobra. Stingray. The show, um, uh, well, et cetera. Well, if, um, well do Nick, 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 oh, well, Cobra the show, Stingray, Nick Mancuso. Yeah. No, right. No, I know. But yeah. I mean, we're comparing him to a cobra. Maybe it's yeah. the cobra of Dudikoff. Instead it's of the cobra of Dudikoff. Oh. Yeah. So this would be cool. He'd be a cop on the edge. He has really cool sunglasses. He puts them on. He drives to his, like, hostage negotiation. He hates the chief. Mm. <laughs> he like, see, because he's so on the edge. He go, he goes up to the hostage negotiation chief. He just punches him in the face, and then goes right <laughs> in. <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's it's not that crazy because yeah. you know, obviously Sting is an actor and has been in yeah. movies, so it's not like someone who hasn't acted before. And you know, he's been doing and you know. Uh, brimstone and treacle yeah i've never seen have you seen brimstone and treacle no i no i don't believe i have so Did you ever I, see the the show brimstone on fox back in the late 90s no okay it was like millennium like a darker like a kind of a dark millennium-esque show hmm. don't remember yes, that i can't really think of a title but it would just well maybe like you know mark of the stinger or something like that <laughs> Right. Okay. So yeah. this, uh, yeah. So he would wear sunglasses and he would have that sort of blonde spiky hair, which yeah. was so big in the eighties. But exactly. he'd be a cop with an attitude. Yeah. I would say yeah, stinger or something like that. A stinger. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't be sting or stingray. It would have to be yeah. Stinger. It would be stinger, and like he really uh, <laughs> he packs a punch or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that would be a cool movie to see. So, well. Um, Oh, I was thinking it would be a TV show, like sort oh, or of either one. UK answer to Miami Vice. Sure, either one could work because he can get to a lot of fun, like procedural uh, drama, you know, and some comedy too. Maybe he has like a Tubbs kind of partner, or uh, would be like Hunter, you know, Stephanie Kramer. Right, right. Well, you'd have to have a catchphrase, like he would need like a works for me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that about Hunter. He throws the guy off the roof in the beginning of the episode. It's like, well, he's dead. And works for me. <laughs> Like someone tragically, horribly died, and, and well, he was his works for me. His works for me. Just, just <laughs> yeah, he has to have a cool catchphrase, you know, maybe like uh, "rock on" or something. <laughs> I think it one that quickly. It's like it's time to rock, and then he puts on his sunglasses, and then uh, he just gets goes out to the bad guys of the week. So. Right. I, I feel like this would make a better '80s yeah, show. Maybe it'd be show. That'd be cool. Was Sting on Miami Vice, or is that a was he on well, Phil Collins was. Phil Collins, okay. And Ted Nugent, Leonard Cohen. I think other music people have been on the show. Was Leonard Cohen like a drug dealer on it? I'm going to watch the full series. Uh, yes, I think now. he spoke French. Like, I don't think he spoke English <laughs> in the episode. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm to think. I know there's other music-related people. Those, oh, well, Shimi Easton had a pretty big arc on the show. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's just fun. So. But I guess we'll get into our uh, seg or not segments, but our you know topic of the day, which are the movies that start with the titles of Raiders and the titles that start with Red Red Raiders. <laughs> okay, so you came up with this. So yeah, yeah. Well, How'd you think of this? Well, I was setting up Red Heat on the website, and I was like, wait, what? Oh, is that kind of near Raiders and Red? Like, oh, wait, Red Raiders. That's a cool ring to it. <laughs> and there's enough movies to talk about for the podcast. So they're like, hmm, that, that's something. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna, all right. Red Raiders. I'm going to start with the the Raiders movies because there's less of them. Okay. So we're starting off today with Raiders of the Sun, a Roger Corman movie. Do you remember this one? It was a post-apocalyptic movie with Richard Norton. Yes. Ned Harani, Nick Nicholson, and Rick Dean. 
And then oh, the, Nadine, we just saw yeah. in uh, Arnosaur 2. And, yep. Naked uh, Obsession. Naked Obsession. Naked Obsession yeah. is one of his best roles. He was great in that. He was actually pretty fun in Connoisseur 2. Not the best movie. No, and it's not. But he was one of the better parts of it. He was like some kind of like, you know, mercenary. He was like kind of a snarky mercenary. Right, so. he was a snarky mercenary. Yeah, and he's trapped in this underground bunker and they're looking for the Connoisseur, I guess. I mean, um, the, the, the climax of Connoisseur 2 goes on forever. I, it, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's just like, if people have seen this movie, he's like, if you remember... The kid of the movie just came slowly running over or like pushing well, he's the dinosaur. fighting the dinosaur with his with a forklift and it goes Forklift. on and on and on. It's like, let's get going here. You know, it's like, as I much as we love a good carnosaur forklift fight, I they yeah. maybe could have sped it up a bit. It went on for like fifteen minutes. I mean, because <laughs> the kid in the movie, because it was carnosaur two, and you know Terminator two was very hot, oh. so the kid is very much a Edward Furlong type. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. he looked like Furlong. It's like that, he looked like Furlong from far away and close up. So oh, it's like, <laughs> cause I was like, oh yeah, someone looks like that from far away. You know, it's like, <laughs> so yeah, so Rage of the Sun. Um, the the, the tagline's pretty cool. It says they don't take prisoners, they take lives. <laughs> yes, I and, definitely remember that. And there's a shirtless man shooting a gun on the yes, front cover. Yes, it's like sunglasses of some sort. Wow, good memory. Yeah, it has an orange cover. And I guess the plot of this movie is Richard Norton plays Brody. He's a warrior in a post-apocalyptic world. He works for the Alpha League, a democratic society, trying to keep the madness and roving band of scavengers at bay. And then he fights the bad guys. One of them is named Clay. And that's really about it. It's kind of like Mad Max, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I think we thought it was just okay. Just kind of a standard kind of post-apocalypse log. So... Is this directed by Sirio Santiago? Yes, it sure is. So, I mean, maybe it's worth a rewatch, but I think it's still going to be kind of standard. It's no Wheels of Fire. Now, that was an enjoyable no. one. Yeah, that's... Well, we might get into this in greater detail if we do a yeah. post-apocalyptic yeah. podcast, which we might so, do. Probably will do. Yeah, probably will do that maybe this year or early next year. And um, so, But there, there's a lot of funny character names, like Hoghead, Meatball, mm-hmm. and Gonzo. Well, Gonzo Gonzalez. I guess you have to have these wacky names to uh, keep people's interest. <laughs> oh, look, it's Meatball. <laughs> but Richard Norton doesn't play Meatball. No, he plays Brody. Right, Brody. Just, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, it's perfectly okay. Um, we'll go to the next one. Is there anything else you want to say about this one? It, unless you have more to say that we said at the time, I feel like we could actually move on. All right, we will move on to Raiders of the Magic Ivory from 1988. So, now, obviously, <laughs> you can kind of tell this is one in a long series of, um, I guess you'd call them, well, I don't want to say ripoffs, but ripoffs of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yes, Raiders of the Magic Ivory. <laughs> right, so they, did, they just crossed off Lost Ark and they <laughs> and then crudely wrote in Magic Ivory. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember some of this? Because uh, is there yeah. a Mitchum involved? Oh wow, good memory. Yes, James Jim Mitchum plays Captain Rogers, aka Sugar. And we, we when we watched this movie, we were kind of making fun of, like Sugar. It's not very not very manly of a nickname. Well, something's <laughs> now, lost in translation. Yeah, he's a he was a commander in Vietnam, and is now a mercenary. He he's, he accepts a job from an elderly Chinese gentleman named Lee Chang. And guess what? He has to go to the jungle to find some magic amulet. So it's like <laughs> wackiness ensues. Now, is this the one where Jim Mitchum kind of wears a kimono? And <laughs> or am I thinking of Yes, something? you're absolutely right. I'm looking at the picture right now. He's, and he looks kind of like grumpy. <laughs> if you look at the picture on the site, he's like, he looks grumpy. He's wearing a kimono. He has a mustache. It's like, Sunglasses? No sunglasses in the picture, but I think he does wear sunglasses in the movie. <laughs> See, we say that he's no Indiana Jones. He's more of a fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt or a mustachioed okay. guy in a kimono. <laughs> so, well, I, sometimes that's better. Yeah, it is better. Maybe. There's a lot of mindless shooting, and you can't really – you can't help but enjoy the movie. It's just goofy fun. And we have – we saw on the Merck's box set, if you remember – 
Yes, I remember that. Because it didn't really come out in the U.S. until the Merck's box set, I don't think. No, no. uh, On VHS and other parts of the world, like Japan and other parts of Asia, I believe. I would like to see a re-release. I think it could be a double bill for something else. You know, maybe Ark of the Sun God or something like that. Or Hunters of the Golden Golden Cobra. Cobra. Yeah, anything with Warbeck, you know. You'd think Severin would do like a box set of all these Indiana Jones knockoffs. That seems like something they would do. That would be fun. I would totally would buy it. You know, you know, I, a Warbeck box set. So that'd be cool. A well, Warbeck box set would be great. Yeah. Because uh, he was in The Last Hunter, so. He was. I just bought that on Blu-ray. And uh, I got to rewatch We watched that for the side, didn't we? I think so. But, you know, you were going to buy that movie that Severin it's like another one of these and, and oh, it has like what's it called again? and then the fountain man speaking of the fountain yeah. man he said it sucked so you didn't buy it, it. sucked <laughs> okay, i'm gonna pass and i like I, what's the title again like hunters of the cobra golden <laughs> it's like, no it's uh, what is it? it's gold raider not something of the gold raiders i don't remember now i can look nah. it up but it, it you know it, just so people know it's it yeah. has um laura gemser and uh it's a i guess Stuart it's whitman a, Stuart Whitman, and it's another one yeah. of these jungle slogs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Good. Uh, we're, we've been informed by a reliable source that it's not very good. Yes. But what we just said, it was the fountain man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a reliable source. It is a reliable source. <laughs> uh, uh, so, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to look that up, and I was trying to. Oh, yeah, sure. If you want a vamp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have uh, to look up Laura Gensmer. So. I think isn't it Gemser? Yeah, Laura Gemser. So, uh, but nice. so as far as uh, Raiders of the Magic Ivory, mm-hmm. it's just it's 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 unique to see it because it's like almost um, something that Americans shouldn't really have seen because it came out in other places and you right. get to see um, Jim Mitchum, you Wait, know, who's the highlight of the movie. As a movie, it's maybe not the best, but if you yeah. like these sort of things, like the jungle slugs yeah. and uh, it's not a good jungle slug. The movie is it's called Invaders of the Lost Gold. Right, Invaders of the Lost Gold. See, it's starting to get a little confusing. A little, yeah, it is. Isn't it? There's always something of the something. <laughs> of the something, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Gold, you know. <laughs> Hunters of the Golden Cobra. Yeah, I'm gonna get confused. My mind's gonna blow up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you can find the Merck's box set for yeah. cheap, because you get a bunch of other movies with it, check it out. Yeah. You know, you don't. I don't know if you need to go very far out of your way to see it, but it, no, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. If you can get it for cheap, like five bucks for the Merck's box set, the, the quality of the movie on the box set is pretty poor. So well, that's why you said that. it deserves a re-release, which is yeah, absolutely. True. Now we have a classic coming up right now: Raiders of Atlantis. Now here's another movie you just bought on Blu-ray because Severin put it out, right? Yes. So I, if I'm not mistaken, we actually did talk about Raiders of Atlantis in the uh, L.A. to you know New York to L.A. flight episodes because oh. we went all over the place. You know, went to we went to Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, we did. Yeah, I but I remember liking the movie. It's Ruggiero Diodato, and it's kind of wacky. It's so wacky. It's, it just you put it on. It's completely insane. You go, what the heck is going on? But you're enjoying it. Well, that's the type of movie I like, so I'm. It's that's a worthwhile purchase. Now, wait, what do you have? You have a a dub DVD, or do you have? No, I don't have anything. I don't own the movie. How the heck do we see it? Maybe it's on YouTube or something. Or we so. got a video seven, maybe. Oh, maybe I, yeah. I just bought the Blu-ray, so. Yeah, I just said that. Oh right, so you got to buy your own copy. <laughs> um, I would. That's the type yeah. of thing. If it's used at the archive, I'd probably break it. Don't pay thirty like I did. Try no, to pay well, like twenty. No, I wouldn't pay. Th- I don't pay thirty for really anything. I was like, it. It's been hard to find. It's like, all right, thirty, I'll take it. You know. Because uh, usually, when it comes to Blu-rays, there's almost always a price drop. Well, you got that great price drop for White Fire. Yes, it went down to nineteen ninety-nine from thirty. That's amazing. For, I, I guess the initial retail price of these arrows is forty dollars, but no one, no one ever pays that. It no, you can't pay. Usually it's about 30, then it went down and down and down. And finally, it was 1999 I bought it. And that's the type of thing. Well, I think you said you were interested because they interviewed the editor. And yes. I think that interested you because the movie has such 
so like a lot of wacky editing. <laughs> he's just complete nuts. Is just completely, completely nuts. Like, what the heck's going on? Just like Raiders of Atlantis. But that's you gotta love that kind of weird feeling when you're watching a movie. Like, something's off. <laughs> yeah, that is what I like. That's what I look yeah. for. If movie's too standard and by the book, I tend to not like it as much. I mean, it's mainstream path. There's nothing wacky about these, you know, superheroes, you know, super tight movies or whatever. So it's just like... No, there's no... I mean, I've never... I haven't seen one, but I would imagine that there's no surprise. You've seen a bunch, so there's probably no yeah. surprises. It goes from A to B to C. Yep. There's and no... There you go. Shrug your shoulders, like in that thing you always do with your room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain on audio. But yeah, it's like... <laughs> I think we have tried to explain this before, yeah. where you kind of like... You do this thing where you hunch your shoulders up and you put your yep. palms out in the air. And you I'm doing it right now. Gesture like, huh? Yeah, like, huh? Well, it's not like, huh, like when uh, Billy Baldwin did that in uh, Maximum Impact. Is that what it was called? <laughs> remember that? It, oh, yes. I remember. He's on a screen. It's just on a screen. Like, huh? He's like. <laughs> yes. He looked very dumb. He looks so dumb, Billy Baldwin, in that movie. The movie is already dumb, so he just had that. Like, Maybe he was just watching the movie. And <laughs> he said, "Well, I'm not," because he's on a screen. You know, he's so. on a screen. He, they don't. He's never in any other scenes of any other actor. He's just on a like a Zoom call or whatever, or FaceTime. It's these days. You know, it's like that episode of SVU. Was it the 500th episode? And mm-hmm. Craigan's on the screen, and that's about oh, it. Great. They, they couldn't get Craigan to come on set. They had to put him on a screen. Right. It's like, uh, yes. It's like, hi, I'm Craig. And <laughs> yeah. It's made Don. Well, I guess the technology <laughs> these days is a lot better than it was. Oh, it, is, it is better, so, but it doesn't really see... break up. But you get to see Craigan's house in the background. Oh. You know, if you remember the old Law and Order episode where people thought Craigan was corrupt and he they went to his house in that episode. Hmm. So I wonder if it's the same. <laughs> maybe because it was like 35 years apart. <laughs> well because that was, i think that was one of the like maybe the finale or close to the finale of season one where they go to craigan's house it's like i think you're corrupt don it's like no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> end of episode end of episode yeah good i think it was called the blue line something like that so why <laughs> well because you've seen a lot of law and order in your time i've I think I'm, I don't think I've wasted my life, but I've used up my life to watch Law & Order. Many hours of watching Law & Order. I, I think we I, talked about this. You know, between the original Law & Order, CI, and SVU. Yeah. And and it's in repeat, so you're not just watching yeah. once. You watch and, some, and, you know, even Trial by Jury, and even... I didn't watch Law & Order LA, because that's in kind no, of... No, I didn't watch them. Because they canceled Law & Order regular for Law & Order LA back in 2010. Yes, I remember, and, and that was not a smart thing to do. And I was mad, so I just boycotted L.A. I think a lot of people did. That's why it got canceled after one season. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to upset the Law & Order fans. Because remember, 2010, not the best year, because you had that, and you had the Jay Leno show, remember? <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking about for NBC. NBC, not a good year for NBC in 2010. So. Right, they bumped the whole lineup for the Jay Leno show. The Jay Leno show. It's like, because... <laughs> Because all they, I remember when that was coming out, I was like the Jay Leno. Oh, because all you care about is your advertisers and your. Right, they can't let go of Jay Leno, so they thought, let's have him do an hour show at 10 p.m. Yeah, because and we'll bump everything else back. Exactly, because it's all about the affiliates. That was the thing. (laughs) See, you can't just make your programming decisions based on that. But wasn't it around the time of the marriage ref? Yes, the marriage ref. That was a disaster. It's like. Is didn't it? you say it was like an untested show? Yeah, it's untested. They didn't didn't do their you know usual you know uh, testing of the show. They had these like these goofballs come in and take a look at the show, you know. Uh, and but no, they just put it right on the air, and look what happened. So I think you know it's like we got Seinfeld, we got Seinfeld, let's hurry up. Yeah, like, like we got Seinfeld. Yeah. So the plot of that show, people don't remember the marriage ref. It was like a bunch of squabbling couples just yell at each other, and then Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld does. Well, you know, you should. That's funny, I guess. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's not a show. But we should probably go back to the uh, <laughs> the list of movies. We should talk about the marriage ref. And uh, that's literally all I know about the marriage ref. I can't talk about the marriage ref anymore. <laughs> I think it was not canceled. Kind of like the moment of moment of truth. Was that the other show? Right. Yeah, it's technically not canceled, even though not it's been canceled. Off. Well, so they could bring it back at any time. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if they brought back Moment of Truth and the Marriage Ref 
in next year's season of TV. It's like, well, look what's that. Not enough ideas. I guess they could do that. <laughs> so we're now we're out of Raider movies. So uh-huh. I'm, I know, isn't that sad? <laughs> we need more. We're going to jump over to the red movies. Um, we'll start off with a movie you haven't seen, but we've talked about it before, which is Red Serpent. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not seen Red Serpent, but you might have to talk about it. Okay, so... Yeah, I think we have talked about this in the past, but... Uh, well, it's, it's an interesting backstory, because that was the first movie we ever rented on Netflix disc, Red Serpent. And I watched it, oh, I just want to watch Red Serpent. It's got Michael Paré and Roy Scheider. Awesome! Whoa, this movie's not good. <laughs> it's like that's all the whole reason why we got Netflix. Yeah, I gotta watch Red Serpent. I gotta Red watch Serpent. Red Serpent. We're making number one. I gotta watch the base. <laughs> I, I said that. I said that in 2005. Like, oh my god, Red Serpent on Netflix. Make it number one. Make it the first movie I ever see. <laughs> and so, what happened? It was a dud of. <laughs> it was a terrible movie, but I think it's funny now. Because I re I bought a copy a couple of years ago, and what the plot is just a bunch of nothing. Michael Paré is a businessman, and he gets mixed up with some Russian mafia guys, and that's where Roy Scheider uh, comes in. It, the directing is really bad. It's all like fast motion action. Yeah, I know sense. we don't like that here. And it's like it does nothing. Nothing makes sense. Everyone's dubbed. It's funny now, but see when you're a kid, like uh, this is kind of junk. So, but I but I want to rewatch it. So I bet it's funny. Is that why you? So after all that, you actually bought the movie. I bought the movie at a Goodwill. And it was like, I think this is going to be a, a hilarious time. So yeah, well, this yeah, is really from yeah. that perspective. I I think it, you might have a change of heart. Yeah, I think I'm going to because at the time I knew about these junky movies, but I didn't know it was going to be that junky. I was like surprised. So, like, but yeah. now I. No, is there I get a it. Helicopter blow up or some sort of blow up. Good memory. Yes, there is a exploding helicopter. Now, um, does uh, our buddy exploding helicopter know about this? I think he does. I'll tell him. And it's very bad. It's super CGI junk. It's just unwatchable to look at. <laughs> it's like I know you had no money, but you, <laughs> it looks pretty bad. <laughs> so I don't know what else I can say about that one, but. <laughs> The cover's cool. Well, I have I, 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 nothing to contribute myself because I haven't yeah. seen the movie. So if that's all you got to say, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't back you up on any of this. I told you everything I know. It was first, we talked about the Netflix uh, rush to get it and the yeah. bad helicopter. That's yeah. pretty much all I know. And the cover is cool. It's got a red background. It's got Shider in the cover and a cool like kind of snake. It's like red serpent. <laughs> How and, can and, you not? Well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yes. How could you not want to see it, especially if you've already seen Latin Dragon? Exactly, and that was better. Um, <laughs> which I also have a copy. Lorenzo Lamas, uh, the guy who looks like Ray, Mexican Ray Romano, and Gary Busey. <laughs> Perfect. Now I'll go to the next one. Which we've, now we've seen the rest of these. We're going to go to Red Line, uh, 1997. Rugger Hauer, Mark Dacascos. Oh, this is a direct-to-video classic, really. Yes. <laughs> I think this is in lots of video stores, and I think on cable probably a lot. And it had a, a strong cast. Yep. Of, you know, parachute men who jump out of airplanes and there's drama within the ranks of the parachuting guys. Wait, what movie is this? This is. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was thinking of Cutaway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, never mind. Redline's the character played by Dennis Rodman in Cutaway. Right, so I'm not completely insane. No, you're yeah. not. <laughs> he, he's Redline. Dennis yeah. Rodman is Redline. Yes. In the movie but Cutaway. Not in Redline. He's in he's Red, he's in... Redline of Cutaway. Yes, exactly. Ah. <laughs> this red line is uh-huh. from 1997, and it has, like I said, Rudger and Mark. And, hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely a new image, you know, almost in Mongolia, Romania. And it's, it's goofy fun. Remember the part where he's, like, like kickboxing, like, these, like, naked people? Who? Rudger Hauer in red line. I, I would if I... Maybe you'd see it again or see a picture of it, but my, my well, memory like, of Redline is kind of weak. Okay, well, what happens in Redline is that Ruckerhauer gets killed by Mark mm-hmm. Dacascos in the beginning, and then he's, like, reanimated, kind of. And then he goes after Dacascos. It's set in the future. It, this this is gone from your memory? Um, Pretty much. Are you, are you sure you're not talking about Split Second? 
Well, that's also set in the future. It's what, Rutger versus a monster? That's not as good as people might remember. Or Do you agree with that one? I, pretty much. I, I mean, it's a movie people should probably see at least once. Like a good one-time watch. Yeah, it's a one-time watch, but there's something a little... It could be a lot better. I mean, it's a good, a, lot, idea. a good idea, but it's so slow and, and like... It takes well, a, a while like for if we check, well, it's Mick Jagger's best work, and Anthony Hopkins, and Emilio Estevez, who you have renamed Emilio Estimate. Yeah, Emilio Estimate. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't explain that on this recording. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think someone's talking about an estimate for a car or something. Yeah, but we're also talking about. Emilio Estevez, you put the two together and you, yeah. you started calling him Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Emilio Estevez, yeah. It's like <laughs> this, the timing of that had to be pretty good. Um, is there anything else we can say about I didn't say anything really about Redline. I mean, it's uh, what's funny that you said the thing about cutaway because you mentioned that in the review. Oh, of course I did, yeah. probably because it's stuck in my brain for some reason. Um, yeah, it's it's a one it's a fun one time watch. It has some fun you know shootouts and some nudity from the female kickboxer stuff. And then, you, but you, you only watch like once. That's the <laughs> Kind of like split second. Yeah. And it's kind of, there's like some prayer for the roller boys type of material in oh, it. Yeah. Okay. And um, let's see. It, it's directed by Tibor. Uh, Tax, the guy who directed Tax. Gate. I, yeah, I'm not sure gate. how you say it exactly, but yeah. the, the gate guy. The gate. And also, of course, Sabotage, also Mark Dacascos. And just in case the audio wasn't good on that, the gate guy. Yeah. G-E-T-E. You know, so, not the gate I, guy. That's how it sounded. <laughs> yeah, gate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see the gate two? No, I've never seen gate two. Yeah, me either. Is there a part in the gate one where like Stephen Dorff kind of like flies out of a window? Probably. I mean, I, I haven't seen it in so long. I really okay. should rewatch the gate, but... Uh, I remember liking the gate when I saw yeah, it when I, when I was basically a kid when I saw it. So my, my memory is not the best. The see, Sabotage, you know, has my favorite tagline. But I already talked about this before. No, no, Sabotage. Why are you mentioning that? Because of the Costco's? Because, no, because the Costco's and Tibor. Oh, that's a Tibor. That's a Tibor, too. Yeah, I mentioned that when we were talking about the gate. And then we got sidetracked there. Yeah, it's the same director as Redline. Is, he made the gate and Sabotage. So he obviously has some sort of relationship with Tacoscos. Yes, I think he does. Um, yes, the dark heart of the Black Ops beats to a secret agenda. Is the, <laughs> is the tagline for some of those? So probably when he saw that tagline on the video store shelf, he thought, "Oh my God, I got it right myself." Yeah, I said, "Oh my God, what an awesome tagline!" I'm watching this immediately, and that's I mean, it's only on tape. So a tape only gem. A tape a only tog. gem. Yeah, we've been calling togs. So we, and we there talks. might have more Tog news in the future. So yes. watch the space, as they yeah. say. <laughs> well, that's what they said in uh, Six Underground, the song, right? The, uh, well, it's been a while since I've seen The Watcher. so uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what the sneaker film said, right? Watch this space. Mm-hmm. I can't really do the full song. But if I you want to hear... remember the lyrics. The 600 take, take me down. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to hear the whole song of Six Underground, watch The Watcher with Keanu Reeves. They play, I'd say, two thirds. So that one scene. Also, he's dancing to Rob Zombie, is it? Yeah, he is. Like, At the whoa. beginning and end of the movie. Yeah, you have to show it twice. Whoa, I love the sneaker pimps. Whoa. God, uh, he doesn't say that, but he almost says, I like Rob Zombie because he, yeah. he doesn't. But he's, he, does. he, he dances around to it. Yeah. <laughs> so he must like it. <laughs> he's like a scary serial killer but he dances around to rob zombie so, <laughs> i guess that's pretty scary yeah it is robert zombie yeah, so yeah robert you know, i'm sure you <laughs> all right we gotta get to the red movies so we'll jump over to uh red sun rising oh good one this is like the yeah. best one we've talked about so far yes well, i'm saving the best for uh the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's how you're doing this. Well, Raiders of Atlantis is a winner, so yeah, I don't want to make it seem like that. And Raiders of Magic Ivory, you know. Mm. Just, yeah. Cat, Red Sun Rising, you know, 1994. It's an amazing cast. Okay, we, who's we in got, the cast? We got Don the Dragon Wilson. Good stop there. But you also got Michael Ironside, James Liu, Mako, mm. <laughs> Terry Farrell, uh, and Stoney Jackson, and Edward Albert, and Soon Tech O. 
Wow. So killer cast. And yeah. this is this isn't one of those movies as that we call a lone tiger effect where they get a yes. bunch of good people but the movie's not good. This is actually a good movie for all their talents. Yeah. It's a great movie. I gotta get a I gotta get a better copy. I it's only on tape again. And um, um no, Tog, it, it's a it's a little junkier than it should be. It's an imperial tape, but my copy's not the best. But the movie's awesome, you know. The plot is uh, Thomas Hoshono is a half American, half Japanese cop of a strong sense of honor. And when his partner is killed in Japan, he tracks down the baddies to Los Angeles. And he has to fight Jaho, which I forgot that was his name, played by James Liu. He's a supremely evil monster. <laughs> Very special weapon that literally at his fingertips, the death touch. That's all I'll give away. Yeah, no, no, this is definitely a worthy movie that people yeah. should see if they haven't. Yeah, you, people have to watch this one. This is a top Don the Dragon movie, I think. Well, um, now that, you know, Vinegar Syndrome released New York Ninja, and that has uh, some Don, I guess, doing... Yeah, that's cool. You know, I guess I, I guess vocals isn't the right word, but I guess overdubbing. We're going to be covering this extensively later. Yes, but if Vinegar Syndrome has a relationship with Don. Maybe they could release this and some other Dons. That'd be great. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I'd love to see an uncut version of Black Belt or any of the uh, Blood Fist movies on a Blu-ray. And also, let's not forget, Vinegar Syndrome also did whatever it takes with Don. See, you're right there. And they did an interview with him. So, you know, and not, you know, let's not forget they did that martial law one and two set. So maybe they could do a Don the Dragon Wilson two movie set or more than two. That'd be, I'd love to see. It. It's not too late. It's a good idea. They might do it. it re- that is plausible. Hopefully they listen to us. I think we've mentioned things in the past and they've kind of come true. What's interesting about this movie is that it's a gang war movie and a death touch movie smushed together right. into. Yeah, and that's what makes again, it so much fun. Yeah, and they ca- they carried it off well. You gotta love that, you know. He he's he's not under the uh, thumb of Roger Corman on this one, because you know his movies are a little junkier. This one's an imperial, different production. You know, there's there's more like a little bit class to it in this one. Yeah, no, I do think the movies he did with other people, not Corman, are probably some yeah. of his better movies. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and there's a song. Yeah, there's a song by Angela Carol Brown and Phil Settle. Like red sun rising, <laughs> something like that. Don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the song either. I have to rewatch it. But as I, I need a better copy. Mine's a little junky. Um, I guess we'll go to the next red movie, which will be a classic. Red Heat, 1988. Oh, Red Heat. We just posted. We just posted it about two weeks ago, and so that made me think of the idea of this episode. Red Raiders was Red Heat. So people know about this one. Well, yeah, I'm sure they do. But this is just, you know, kind of going beyond the direct-to-video brief that we're usually talking about. This is, you know, 80s action, you know, 80s action buddy cop comedy action at its finest. Yeah. Um, It's it's nothing less than completely entertaining at all times. Because, you know, you got the lethal weapon. And people should talk about Red Heat. They should be in the top 10 of these buddy cop comedies from the 80s. These action. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Or... <laughs> I guess you can There's count so canine. Canine? <laughs> sure. Because sure, it was James Belushi and a dog. And there were some surprisingly violent action bits in canine. Canine one. I haven't seen the sequels. Well, and Turner and Hooch. Well, the same Tom Hanks shoots someone with a shotgun in Turner and Hooch. Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, whoa, that was amazing. I mean, Tom should be shooting uh, more people with shotguns. You should be doing like just jumping from a building while shooting a gun. Like, ah, Tom, you're always doing these like silly movies. Tom Hanks, like a Forrest Gump. Or like he's like finding Neverland or finding Mr. Banks or finding. Oh, oh, saving Mr. Banks, where it's just uh, Mary Poppins or. Yeah, who cares about that? But see, what he needs to do is grow a beard. Yeah. Throw a spine and <laughs> break out his shotgun. And, uh, he, so, start he, did, he did briefly in Turner and Hooch. So it's like. <laughs> okay, so he did that in like 1988. He, he yeah. needs to do it now when the older action stars, or, you know, older, you know, like Liam Neeson or now Bob Odenkirk. It could be a yeah. movie like Nobody. Right. Because no right. one could see it coming. It's it's Tom Hanks. See, he got close again in Road to Perdition because he had, you know, Tommy Gunn. He's, he's like a hitman. 
Mm-hmm. But it was like a serious drama. You know, I want a straight up action movie like a nobody or something like that or taken. Because I, I think Tom Hanks could pull it off. Yeah. You no, know, he definitely could. Yeah. Um, but see, the problem is he's stuck being America's sweetheart. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> he, you know he might want to do it, but it would be against his uh, image. See, that's, <laughs> is he still America's sweetheart after all this time? That's pretty good. Good uh, run. So. <laughs> either him or uh it's a julia is, roberts is that uh, america's sweetheart julia or is it sandra bullock oh well either one well sandy at least made murder by numbers you know? yeah so it's a great movie yeah <laughs> so, I, I always talk about how great i think that movie is well if people haven't you know seen red heat well stop the podcast and watch it but people know this one you know ivan donkel played on schwarzenegger you know he's He's a Russian cop, and then he goes to uh, Chicago and, you know, teams up with James Belushi. And, you know, fun ensues. But the best part was those commercials. Right. For, as we be, always talk about, we like in a trailer on commercials where they film new footage. It's yeah. not just about the footage from the movie. They filmed new footage for these commercials. It's so cool. Like, I'm Ivan Danko. I'm going to Chicago Cop. It's like, I'm going to help to get the Raja. <laughs> and, and then... Jim Belushi yeah. did his version. Yeah, yeah I don't know like, who this knucklehead is, but yeah, I yeah. feel it. <laughs> like, yeah, I got some meathead Russian coming out, you know, coming to Chicago. It's like, wonder what's yeah, gonna happen. Pretty sure he's holding a hot dog. He's holding a hot dog while talking. It's great. And, and like, they cool. are as different as hot dogs and sushi. Kind of like Collision Course, <laughs> which is another great buddy cop movie. But instead of the Chicago cop yeah. being teamed with someone of Asian descent, now they're of yeah. Russian descent. See, it, it always is a winning formula. Yeah, the fish out of water, you know, goes to a different city, and then there's a wisecracking cop, and a, yeah, it, some sort of yelling chief, and then a bad, evil drug dealer, and there you go. I think the only flaw I have of Red Heat, really, is that he really should have shot more people. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's only after one person. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. It's not really a kill fest, but on yeah, the other like hand, a commando. Or like 48 you, hours. Or yeah. Like that. You can't make that movie today. I can't even say some of the stuff they say in that movie. You know, being, <laughs> they just say, they just say that they call Eddie Murphy every name in the book. And I was just like, I was really surprised. <laughs> well, it was like, a different time. It was a different times. Like, whoa. <laughs> but, you know, the 80s, you know, were, was pretty much the golden era of the buddy cop movie. And exactly. Red Heat is one of the better examples. Yeah, I'd say top five, maybe top, you know, top seven, maybe. So, yeah, top seven. That's yeah. that's how. No one says top ten. You know, I'm thinking that. Yeah, okay. I never. I know you want to be different. Yeah, it's the top nine. Yeah, top nine. Remember on VH1? This is back in the like, late nineties, two thousand. They actually had a top ten music videos. They actually showed the music video. I think they knocked it down to about like, five videos then, because you know they're, they're showing like basketball wives. It's every these music channels they don't even show videos. I know. So. It's sad, but what are you going to do? <laughs> well, the funniest one is when Total, Recla- Total Request Live, TRL, and they don't even show it. They show, oh, yeah, Backstreet Boys uh, was number one today. They show five seconds. <laughs> yeah, no right? time. No time. You have time. You have an hour plus. <laughs> well, you're a music television. I would think you'd have some time to play the music. <laughs> I think on YouTube, there's like a documentary about TRL. It's kind of interesting, I guess. But and then, you know, they launched MTV2 and said, okay, now this time we're just yeah. going to play videos. And then what yeah. happened? They broke their promise and started playing shows. They just play Cheaters or, you know, what is Wacky MTV or Next. What is a funny show? <laughs> and then it's on MTV3? Well, there, I think there is. They don't even play videos on that. And there's MTV. Oh, they changed that to MTV Classic, which is it's on deep cable on your uh, cable lineup. They play videos, but it's the same damn videos. <laughs> Right, they have like five videos. Even they have a vast video library. They only play a handful, and it's almost like the Sorcerer's Apprentice, like with Mickey and the brooms that just yeah. keep dividing. It's yeah. like, okay, we're gonna make a new music channel. And this time, we promise to play music videos. Yes. There and we go. Like, we have to play shows. We have to put on a repeat of the Wayans <laughs> Brothers. It's like they're fighting internally. Like, How about you just play the videos like you promised on MTV, or change yeah. the name to something else. But don't keep the name MTV. Yeah, you're not like M on your TV. No, they're just calling it TV now. <laughs> yeah, they just dropped the M. But no, yeah. but that's the thing—they haven't dropped the M. So, I well, know. it's a, it's a you know national brand chain. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it's called. That's a yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we should probably well, go to the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Um, yeah, we kind of just said what we said about Red Heat. It's an 80s buddy cop classic. Gotta love it. Um, okay, so we're going to go to Red Line from 1995. Now, we talked about this movie a few times. You know, Chad McQueen, you know, Chuck Zito. Okay, so this isn't to be confused with... Oh, the, the other, other red line. <laughs> or yeah, Cuddle, red, where Dennis... Oh, yeah, this is Rodman Red Line from 1995. Yeah, I did Red Line from 1997. It was Red Line with one word. I should have made that more clear. This oh. Red Line we're about to talk about is Red Space Line, 1995. Oh, okay. So Right, we have mentioned this. How Chuck Zito gives a career best performance. Yeah. And uh, he, definitely the Academy snubbed him that year. Yeah. Is, it, this is award-worthy performance. Yeah, it was so great. And then the thing is, I know we talked about this before, but it is worth repeating, as they say. Okay. Because it's just funny to watch this movie, watch Chuck Zito act. So, well, you know, he, he's, he's done a lot of acting, but this, I think, is some of his best. <laughs> he's like fighting Chad McQueen in a parking lot or in a convenience store. Right, for no real reason that makes anything <laughs> remotely approaching sense, which is what's good about it. And this is another movie with a great cast. Yeah. And yes, it's very dumb. Yeah. Um, I can mention the cast again. Okay, who's in the I'll do uh, Jim Michael Vincent, Chad McQueen, Michael Madsen, you know, Zito, Julie Strain, Corey Feldman. I mean, so, you think right there, you. I mean, what more do you need? Well, there's something off about the movie because the pacing is very slow and plodding. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you have to wait 50 minutes for Madsen to show up. Yeah, so but like, that's part of the course with these movies, these DTBs where Madsen, you know, pops in and out. You know how it is. <laughs> I think he just likes to work, you know, even back then. He was making big movies, you know, he was making Species and, you know, Wyatt Earp. Then he makes Red Line. I like to see. Yeah, I just don't think he cares. You know, you just you want to keep working, keep going. Big movies, kind of sad. It doesn't matter. That's like the same thing with these British actors, you know, like Michael York and Malcolm McDowell. And, yeah, Malcolm McDowell's a good oh, example. Oh, Donald Pleasant's. Yeah, just, they, just be in any movie. Is they they well, Michael Mann's like, yeah, red line, yeah, all right. <laughs> Who am I working with? You're working with Corey Feldman, Dom DeLuise, sir. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you forgot Dom DeLuise. Yeah, yeah, Dom DeLuise. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they don't have any scenes together, Dom and uh, Michael Madsen. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. It is, but with all those great people in the cast, they're not all going to cross paths. Oh, and Joe Estevez is also in this movie. <sighs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, as an example of like one of those DTV movies that has all these people that yeah were kind of in the ether at the time, it's it's a must watch. I would say yeah, for, absolutely. But, I, <laughs> but you know, don't go in expecting something. Really it's not great. some sort of. Yeah. I think if it had like a PM entertainment backing. Yeah, probably a better script. You yeah. would have had something here, you know. It's just a little bit disappointing, you know. Yeah, not quite Lone Tiger effect, I would say, but yeah. um, you know, it, it's it's hard to describe. I mean, yeah, I would just say check it out if you're even a little bit curious. Now I have two more. Now this is interesting because I'm not sure which one to start with. You know, we'll do uh, Red Scorpion. Oh, so, another classic. Yeah, I, maybe oh, Chevy Red Scorpion or Red Scorpion Two because well, <laughs> no, I Scorpion, do both at the same time. Yeah, okay, those are the last two, by the way. So okay, Red Scorpion and Red Scorpion Two, very right. different movies, despite the fact that one. <laughs> you know, the first one has Dolph. You're right. We all love this one. You know, um, he's in the African wilderness shooting people, and you. It, it's a it's a classic. People really should rewatch this one. You know, well, it's directed by Joseph Zito. Yeah, I know you're a fan. I am. Uh, and uh, so that's a good thing. You know, he directed Invasion USA and other horror and slasher yeah, movies. Right, so he Prowler. brings that. Yeah, Prowler, yeah. And I, uh, one of the Friday the 13th sequels. I can't yeah, remember which one right now. Because yeah. this one's pure fun. Yes, Emmett Walsh is a little annoying in it. But besides that, it's still a pure, you know, fun. He's all these great explosions, amazing helicopter explosion at the end. And uh, when Dolph gets the comeuppance on the bad guy, huh, you don't yeah. want to be him. No, no. <laughs> you gotta love Dolph in this one. Like, I am Nikolai Rachenko. It's like... <laughs> right, it's one of his many Russian roles. Well, he played Nikolai 
like Machenko or something, yeah. like the Russian specialist. Right, Ivan Drago, of course, yeah. and, and a bunch of other movies where he's cast as a Russian. Yeah, and there's a vowel at the end of his last name. So, right. so this is a good one. Um, now, do you have the Blu-ray? Yes, it was one of the first Blu-rays I ever bought. Oh, really? That's really cool. I didn't know that. I thought, okay, Red Scorpion Uncut is coming out on yeah. Blu-ray slash DVD. So that's how they get you. You know, they have a DVD with it. And so I bought a good amount of Blu-rays uh, before mm-hmm. I even had a Blu-ray player because oh, I knew cool. I would eventually get one. So I bought that before I even had a Blu-ray player because I just thought I better get this. And I'm happy. I just got a copy from the archive uh, like four trips ago. <laughs> It's definitely it. worthy to have in your collection. And um, yeah, video store classic, yeah. you would say. Yes, I do want to mention a couple things about this one, which is <laughs> there are high quality, impressive explosions. There's a, uh, <laughs> there's a nice underlying plot idea, as we said. You know, communism sucks. <laughs> there's lots yeah, of explosions. That's true. That will always be true. <laughs> and you just have Dolph blowing up everything. Just, <laughs> I mean, what like, more do you want? I mean, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> I don't like crazy. communism. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so, also kind of the underlying theme of Invasion USA, too. You know, I think very interesting. was an evil commie. He was. And guess what happened with him against Chuck Norris? He, did, he didn't uh, win. No, so. he's, you're not going to fare well if you go up against <laughs> Chuck. As or, Chuck uh, says yeah. in the movie, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, the, well, the, to uh, segue to the next one, it, this movie is produced by Jack Abramoff, right? You know, with the guy with the evil hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, and just for people who don't know, he was like a politician. Was he like a? Yeah. Was he? He's he like was, a lobbyist or something, right? But he somehow corralled this movie, and but then he yeah. was under investigation for. Something, I don't know misappropriation like, of funds. Something, something like that. I mean, he's not a bad guy. He, he produced Red Scorpion. Exactly. <laughs> So, I think they made a movie about Jackie Moff, too. I think it's called Casino Jack and stars disgraced Kevin Spacey. So oh, really? He plays Abramoff? I feel like yeah. a better casting would be Sam Waterston. Well, that'd be good, too. Oh, yeah, because he wears a great hat in Law and Order. Don't they look kind of similar? Or no? Uh, if you, I don't know. He doesn't look like Kevin Spacey, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about that? I thought. Well, in, and he in went the, on to Abramoff went on to make Red Scorpion 2, right? Yes. Was that made by someone else? No, it was made by Abramoff. Um, So in this one, (laughs) people have seen... This is a tape-only movie, by the way. Uh, It's a dog. To stop the evil neo-Nazi Andrew Kendrick, John Savage, from taking over the world from the stone artifact called the Spear of Destiny, (laughs) they uh, recruit, not Rachenko, Roguish super agent Nick Stone, played by Matt McComb. He's the Red Scorpion this time. So he looks like Ben Aff- Benny Affleck, Dead Ringer. So, um, so they're fighting neo Nazis, and uh, what's good about? Well, first off, John Savage was also in Carnosaur too. See, that's interesting. I, um, that's the plot. Not they don't really mention what goes on in Red Scorpion one that month. They try to connect it. It's just a completely different movie. It's a movie's completely nuts. Red Scorpion 2. <laughs> well, um, Kendrick has an evil glove drawer. He has an evil glove drawer. He has uh, Hitler on, uh, on repeat. Yeah, he has a perpetual loop of Hitler films yeah. in his lair. And he has a lair, of course. He has a lair. So he, he opens his evil glove drawer with all of his gloves. Yeah, he goes, While he watches the Hitler film. Yeah. <laughs> he can't stop watching Hitler. Andrew Kendrick. So it's like. It, I didn't say Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick does not watch Hitler films. <laughs> Probably not. Probably Allegedly not. not. Allegedly. No, this is but Andrew Kendrick. It's a- yeah, Andrew Kendrick. Yeah, not Anna. And he, um, but then someone has to suffer the slings and arrows of the ultimate insult, being yes. called eggs with legs. Yeah, there's a because <laughs> Matt McComb acquires a team of people. And his and the guy who says that his name is Winston. He's Mad Dog Powell. Winston Mad Dog Powell, played by Real Andrews. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he calls the because uh, he has to fight skinheads. So he calls the evil skinheads eggs with legs. <laughs> and and I, I think we thought, well, that's a bit of good writing for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I was when we watched that, like when we heard that line, like, wait, eggs with legs. <laughs> wait. 
Okay, I can't even fathom that. So, are these eggs like the egg in the carton? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess they're like an egghead, but they're walking oh. around. <laughs> egghead. <laughs> so, I can't really explain much about what goes on. It's just Matt McCollum requires a team to fight, you know, John Savage. It's such a goofy, weird movie, though. People really should check it. And Michael Ironside's in it. So. Oh, also someone we mentioned earlier. And Red and uh, Red Sun Rising. So he's in Red Sun Rising and Red Scorpion too. Now, were we going to mention Running Red, or does that not? Well, count? I mean, this we could. Which also steals the footage from Red Heat. Is that why you wanted to mention that? Uh, and because it has red. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> that's a weird coincidence. Is it? I, Maybe they did it on purpose. Well, it's very similar, kind of, because doesn't um, Jeff Speakman play like a Russian guy? He kind of looks like uh, uh, what's his name from Home Improvement? <laughs> oh, is it Richard Carn? Richard Carn, yeah, he looks exactly like Richard Carn. So. Who has appeared as a past entry in Chairman yeah. Action Star? <laughs> That's right, Maximum Carnage or something. Like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, he was shirtless in that uh, Mummy movie, as I mentioned. <laughs> in that, <laughs> why? When I saw that part, they cut to Carn. He's like, he's shirtless. He's supposed to play like a 20-year-old. He's like trying to play like a college student. He's 45 that sounds, years old. That sounds, you know, like something people should watch. I wouldn't recommend it except for Carn, because that's oh, yeah, it. Yeah, you could say that about anything Carn is in. You could say that about uh, Family Feud. Was Remember he good on Family Feud? Did you ever watch the Carn years? Mm, not consistently, but I think I would see it on TV and say, hey, look, it's Richard Karn, and then like go do something else. Because he's like the perfect name for the Family Feud host. It's like, we need someone, like, it's kind of a name, but not, like, people kind of, oh, right, Richard Karn, perfect for the host of Family Feud. Now I just have Steve Harvey, you know, he just does, <laughs> I don't care about that. Or, oh, they had John O'Hurley, remember that? Yeah, so they had O'Hurley. Yeah, that was yeah. a good choice, too. And uh, Louis Anderson, eh. <laughs> No one could beat Ray Combs, so I don't think so. Yeah. Zero. I think that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you still say to this day? I do say that. I do. I honor the memory of Mr. Ray Combs by doing that. So I'm out of red movies. Let's want to talk about Running Red again. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, we talked about it before. Well, now I didn't really say much about it. It's just uh, Jeff Speakman um, and Jennifer well, we Hart. Actually, we probably did mention on the Speakman episode. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I guess that's the end of the. Uh, list unless anybody else wants to buy red scorpion too i'm looking at the review it's very <laughs> we have a picture of the soundtrack on the site by the way so someone must have bought the cd soundtrack for red scorpion too wow okay yeah. I didn't know. well i guess i did it one time but yeah that's about it so i guess uh i could do the plugs unless there's anything else you want to say I think I'm fresh out. I think we did Red Raiders to the best yeah. of our ability. Yeah, we did. I think it was fun. So we did Red Raiders, we did the Red Movies, and then you did the uh, recap, right? <laughs> well, you want me to do a recap? <laughs> no, I'm just, no, just kidding. Like, we did the Raiders, and then we did the Red Movies. But yeah, we'll do the plugs. Uh, we got um, comeuppanceviews.net is the website, and then we have the podcast itself, what you're listening to, Don Every Podcatcher. Brett, you got uh, the email? Oh, it's Yes, it's uh, crpodcast at yahoo.com. And then uh, Ty Comeuppance is on Twitter. Ty Action Rocks is on Instagram with my VHS. <laughs> you already see my VHS. And then mm-hmm. uh, it's also on Facebook, the website, under the website name. So I guess uh, that's about it. Yep, I think so, uh, we talked about Raid. We talked about Raiders. And now and we, can, uh, yeah. we can just let you guys go. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then say thank you to the... Oh, yeah, thank you to the Warriors. I always forget that. Yeah, yeah, you can. Where would we be without him? You can't forget it. No, we wouldn't have a podcast about the Comeuppance Warriors, like Strider and Dave. Right. Yeah. So thanks again, you guys. And that's we'll all be- we got for this time out. So um, we'll be back thank soon. Thank you for listening, and yep. we'll be back soon. And yep. bye. Bye.
So you, we say that he's no Indiana Jones. He's more of a fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt. 